and a good Sunday morning to you, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for being with me so early in the morning. I appreciate all your phone calls and your text messages. And we're going to do this program today on the loner side. In other words, I'm alone without Donald the Hammer Schuster, who's on a cruise. That's right. He's on a cruise in the warmer weather overseas someplace, and he's enjoying it, but he's guilty for not being here. So he thinks. But I've done this program for 40 years, and most of it has been alone. The last three years or so, uh, Donald's been with me, and he's such an asset to this program that he thinks I'm going to miss him. Well, I am. And we're going to talk about major home appliances that you have in your home. Washer, dryer, refrigerator, stove, dishwasher, microwave oven, garbage disposer, room air conditioner, dehumidifier, even the humidifier on the side of your furnace. So we invite your phone calls. That's right. And your text messages. 1-800-859-0WJR or one 800 859 0957. So we invite your phone calls. If you've got a complaint, if you've got a question on appliances, then I guess I'm the guy to call on this Sunday morning. And I always enjoy being with you and especially enjoy your phone calls and your text messages. So you can do the text message, as Donald says, just identify who you are, where you're from. And your question, and we'll get you an answer as best we can. So we've got Daniel Mason back at the station. And we've got Dave Kingpin Rieger filling in for Don. And, uh, well, let's get the thing going. Now's the time to make your phone call while the lines are just starting to open up. And uh, let's see what we can do for our listening audience. So I've got a big announcement to make this morning in regards to a certain product that is in the industry that is probably four or five years old. There may be thousands, there may be millions of them, but you've not heard this anywhere, no place. But I'm talking about a kitchen aid side-by-side refrigerator. Pay close attention if you had this problem or if you're having it now. There's a wire underneath the door. And because it's such a short piece of wire and there's a lot of friction on it, after a few years, it breaks. $2,000 bill. That's right. $2,000 to change the door. And, uh, well, it's become a piece of attention in the service industry because the only fix is a new door costing $2,000. Some people are very upset. And if you have that problem, give me a little note on my email at appliance, A-P-P-L-D-O-C-T at gmail.com. A-P-P-L-D-O-C-T at gmail.com. Let's go to line one and talk with Michelle and Novi. Michelle, good morning to you and thanks for calling. Oh, good morning. 
It is such a pleasure to talk with you, have listened so much, and gained so much knowledge. Thank you. Thank you for all you do. We'll miss your gentleman today, but, you know, your gentleman that answered the phone was very, very nice. So thank you you for all you do. Thank you. Um, I have had a wonderful refrigerator. It went um, after 32 years. Oh, good. And so it was wonderful. Um, the uh, on and off finally went, and it was just not, you know, didn't want to. So um, gave it to DTE. By the way, if I can plug Whoa. that, $50. Yeah, yeah. They were great. They were in and out in probably 10 minutes. Wonderful gentlemen. It's a um, wonderful recycling program, if I may. I hope. Okay, so now um, in a townhouse, two-bedroom. Um it was a, it used to have a side by side big and it was big <laughs> uh-huh. i'm looking to replace it and had seen a bit of a smaller unit in some of the apartment rentals these days they're even smaller than the typical uh, opened from one side yeah so if i'm looking you know maybe i'll get like a small chest freezer for more frozen goods but what would be a good size of a refrigerator in terms of cubic feet and the biggest question is i'm look you know they used to be the the thickness of the wall was so big now they're not so thick right so the question well, is what kind of a, a thorough good refrigerator to look for for general use well i'll give you my experience i have a um bottom mount the freezers on the bottom two doors mm-hmm. on the top and i have a ge i've had it for five years now without a problem now i like ge refrigerators i also like some whirlpools you just heard me okay. talking about the kitchen aid well the kitchen aid is owned by whirlpool uh, so uh, oh. i also i also like whirlpool but if you're buying a side-by-side, you be careful because this is a big problem nationwide. This is the first announcement I'm making on it, and I've known this for some time. And I know there's a course of action you can take if you have this problem, but you're not going to have this problem. Hmm. I prefer GE, not in any special order. I prefer GE whirlpool and frigid air okay and i would be careful buying anything made overseas uh i i I say that with a lot of caution in my voice i've heard your wonderful um it's a company that begins with l and ends with g for instance (laughs) that they're not so great you're doing you're doing that very nicely (laughs) (laughs) It's too bad. They're beautiful appliance, beautiful in terms of eye appeal, but nothing, right. nothing good. So if I'm going yeah. for just you know a single open door, no more, no more open, double openings. But you had mentioned you wanted to make an announcement about side by sides. Yeah, KitchenAid side by side. It's uh, it's got a wire that breaks, and there's no fix for it. There's no fix. The only fix is uh-huh. they will. Uh, not give you they will charge you 
$2,000 for a new freezer door. That, 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 that's a shame because, you know, I mean, they're only four or five years old. Mm-hmm. And to have that as a cure for the problem, well, it doesn't speak highly of the manufacturer. Mm-hmm. But they're stuck with that problem. And the only cure is a new door. Michelle, well, I wish you the I wish you the Thank best you of luck so when you're shopping. Very nice Thank of you, you to call. Du- okay, ha- have a happy holiday week and through the holidays. Thank you so much. Bye now. Thank you. Bye bye. All right, we're talking with the appliance doctor. That's Joe Gannon. That's me. We miss Donald, and we miss his voice this morning singing a little song. We're going to take a little pause in the action here, come back, and Bob, Roy Oak, you're next. And thank you, Donald. Thanks for your voice from far away. I'm Joe Gannon, your appliance doctor, and if you've got a question on a major home appliance, well, I don't know everything, but I'm pretty close to the top level of my brain capacity. So call us here, text us, 1-800-859-0WJR or 1-800-859-0957. Let's go to Bob in Royal Oak this morning. Good morning, Bob. Thanks for calling. How may we help you? Good morning, Joe. I, I have a Whirlpool dryer. And basically what's happening is when I hit the on switch, nothing happens. Now the light in the dryer works and I can, if I set the timer, I can hear the timer clicking. So my question is, is my problem likely to be the switch, a belt, or the heating coil? Well, when you turn it on, you hit the start button. Is there any sounds at all? No. All right, now. Let's go to the dryer. Where's the lint filter? On the top? I don't. No, the lint filter's on the top, yes. Okay. I know what you... It's a model LER with a long number after that. Well, how old is it? 12 years old. All right. It's a good dryer. It was made very good. And it's a dryer that's easy for a homeowner to work on. But let's... Let's go first of all to the door switch. When you open the door, the door hits a little tab, activates power throughout the unit, and if that switch is bad or the tab is broken, then there's your problem. Well, I don't think the tab is broken. You know, I can I can take and open the door, the light comes on, close the door, the light goes out. All right. So now we've got a problem. You don't think it's the tab or the switch itself, okay? Well, it it could could be the switch. I don't know. That's right. It could be the switch. Now, um, could it also be a broken belt or a burnout heating element? No, because you would hear some noise. You would hear the motor come on. Okay. Okay. Well, it's not the belt then. 
Okay. It's, a, it's electrical. The door switch is the common thing to fail. And that's not so hard to, to replace. You pull the lint filter out on the top. There's two screws where the lint filter is. Okay. Where the, you take those off. Now you go to the front of the machine and you use a, something that's not going to chip the paint. But you go underneath the lid in the front, uh, underneath the top, and you pop the top up. And it comes up. And now you'll see the bracket that holds the switch. There's two little screws where you open the door and the little tab is. There's two screws there you take out and out comes the switch. But make sure you unplug the unit when you're doing this. Okay. Now, now you can take that switch. If you have an ohm meter, you can check the switch out to see if it's good or bad. But let's start there. And then let's make sure you've got my email address. I have that. Yes, I All do. All right. And then you drop me a note, and we'll go from there. Okay. I okay. Will that. Yep. I thank you very much. Thank you, Bob, for joining us this morning. Very nice of you. Take care. Okay. And happy after Thanksgiving. Yeah, right. Bye-bye. I'm Joe Gannon, your appliance doctor, here to help you with your problems with a major home appliance and here to help you save money on repairs and to save money when you're buying a product. So I'm here. I'm available throughout the week and uh, we'll go from there. Phone number? Well, 800-859-0957 or 800-859-WJR. Joe, um yeah. Got a uh, email for you from a listener wanting to know about stainless steel appliances and the certain pitfalls that one may run into when purchasing stainless steel. It seems to be that that's the new thing in appliances these days, the traditional white refrigerator and stovetop are a thing of the past. What advice can you give to uh, this person about some of the problems they might run into, fingerprints, uh, scratches with stainless steel? Well, Dave, that's a good question, and one that's asked quite often, by the way, because the subject of stainless steel means where is the steel coming from? And how susceptible is that stainless steel to marks like you just mentioned? Well, many of them come with stainless steel that's not the best of stainless steel let's put it that way but as long as they keep getting away with it and they'll continue to have problems if you own a stainless steel product in your kitchen or wherever you own it then you've got to be careful any splash effect i mean i've seen cases where the whole front of the product was destroyed because somebody splashed up some sort of cleaner on it and so forth. So make sure you get a stainless clean cleaner that is of better quality than anything else you're going to use because they make stainless steel cleaner. And uh, I've not heard of anybody applying that and then destroying the facial content of it. But, uh, Stainless steel is a subject of controversy, as 
I don't agree with some of the stainless steel that comes from European countries, let's put it that way. And I think that China is bringing their stainless steel product for whatever reason, cars or appliances, I think they're bringing this product into this country that's not very good. So just be careful when you're cleaning it. That's a big thing. Well, uh, here we go with a little music, a little information, and we're going to go to a small break here and come back with more conversation with our listening audience right here on the Home and Appliance Radio Program. Thank you very much for being with me. Uh, I appreciate that very much. Protect Environmental. I mean, this guy, Kurt Hutchins, has a business that takes care of radon questions in your home. And if you don't think you have a problem, fine with you, but get it checked out. Protect Environmental will put in a remediation system at a very reasonable cost to you, the homeowner. Give them a call, 888 Six seven seven twenty three sixty six. That's eight 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 six seven seven twenty three sixty six. Yeah, well, thank you, Donald. And uh, on we go with the radio program. Without Donald, he's off on a cruise. That's why you never heard his blessings voice. That he sings a little chit chat before and at the beginning of every program. And we will miss him, then there's no doubt about it, because he's as smooth as a brand new shiny silver nail. But we'll do it ourselves, because we've done it for years ourselves, and we're going to continue doing just that. Now, I had an email there, or a text message, that uh, says uh, something like, Love your broadcast. I have an inexpensive $70 microwave and the interior surface is flaking off and beginning to rust. Question, is it harmful or dangerous to use it? I keep it very clean, but the interior continues to blister up. Well, then the answer to that question is not dangerous to run, not to cook something, as long as it rusts doesn't get onto the food and it is a problem with the cheap microwave oven and uh, I know I just bought one the other day we're having our kitchen already done so we've got rid of the microwave above the stove and I bought a little $79 microwave which is going to fit into a cupboard we're going to have a big vent hood above the stove, and uh, I had never believed that a microwave oven should be above a stove. When you're cooking something on that stove, a pot of water, anything that boils, anything that creates a vapor, where does that product go? Electricity and electricity and uh, 
moisture don't mix. They don't mix. And they cause a lot of problems. That causes a lot. And I never agreed from day one that a microwave should be above a stove. Where does the moisture go? To the electrical part. There's an attraction there. And there shouldn't be, but that's the way it is. So in regards to, uh, it's not dangerous to use. Clean it, sand it down, go and get some high heat paint from a paint store, spray it, and you're back in business. But make sure you clean it. As the painters always say, preparation is the key to a good paint job. So anyways, uh, then we've got another text message from Marcy in Sterling Heights. And she's got a problem with the Maytag upright freezer. After dragging out the hairdryer and melting off the ice. So I want to know if I can just cut the tube and drain directly and cut that soldered useless tray from the bottom of the freezer. I have a drain and can set freezer near and that would solve the problem or push it off a cliff. <laughs> I did, I did your trick of the rest of Marcy's text. Uh, I did your trick of tissue and alcohol on the Whirlpool dishwasher panel. Worked perfectly. Best program on radio. P.S. You solved Christmas shopping for me as I gave the best gift of your newsletter. Thank you for that. Marcy, this is very nice of you. Very very nice of you. You gave the newsletter that I put out and mine's going to come up this coming week. And uh, I'm going to put something in there pertaining to the past years of recalls. The ones that consider major home appliances. So that's going in the newsletter. And if you want to enroll, it costs you $10 or more if you want but it costs you $10 to get a year subscription, 12 issues. That's less than a dollar. That's less than a dollar a month. And I fill that with information on the subject of major home appliances. I don't believe anybody else in the country does that. But here's how you go. You go to the computer. You look up spectrumhuman.org spectrumhuman.org and you donate $10 or more and we're well over $20,000 right now. All goes to Spectrum. Joe Gannon doesn't see it. It goes directly, every penny of it goes to Spectrum Human Services. So uh, go to spectrumhuman.org to enroll in that newsletter which is all money donated to an organization that I'm proud to say I'm very happy to be a part of for going on 20 years now. Now, here we go. Here, I just want to know your thoughts about Awari. Oh, here's a text question. I just wanted to know your thoughts about a water heater insulation blanket wrapped do they have any 
pluses or are they just another gimmick for us consumers? Chester from Wyandotte. Well, to my knowledge, that blanket saves you money. And that's why you're putting it on a hot water heater. And that was a big thing a few years back. But it's still a big thing. Some people want to save money on the hot water heater, and you can't blame them. And, uh, well, that helps the pocketbook as well. So, yeah, I'm all for it. And then I've got line one, Tim in Milford, who joins us this morning. Good morning, Tim. Yes, good morning. Hey, I'm giving you a call back for an update. On, yes, sir. Uh, a microwave oven repair that I did. And as a few weeks ago, and so what you had suggested for me, if uh, I had access to the uh, turntable uh, motor, which I did because it was a turntable problem in the microwave that I was having. Uh-huh. And you suggested that I, if I had access to it, to oil it. Well, I had access to the motor, but the motor was sealed, so I couldn't oil it. So I had to uh, buy a new turntable motor. How much? It was about um, 30 bucks. Uh, just a little tiny motor. They're making a lot of money on that motor. Yeah, it was. It, it's a Bosch. It's a 2007, like we yeah. talked a number of weeks ago. But I just wanted to call and give you an update. That's what I had to do. I could not oil it. Okay, well, if you couldn't order it or you couldn't oil it, you had to order it. That's right. And it solved the problem. Yeah, absolutely, it did. Yeah, it's good. Now, that microwave, was it expensive to buy? Well, the microwave back in the day wasn't wasn't terrible. It's a 2007. We've had it for a long time. Okay. So we're we're probably looking about, uh, you know, two, three hundred bucks at the time, but I'm sure it's quite a bit expensive now. Yes, yes, yes. Well, I'm glad you fixed the thing. Oh, yeah. Thank you for your help. I appreciate it. And by the way, it's a it's a it's a quite a sizable microwave for two to three hundred bucks at the time when I bought it. It's a sixteen hundred watt, and uh-huh. we've had it for a long time, and it has done a good job. What would life be like today for homeowners without the microwave? <laughs> and just so you know, we do not have it over the stove. Oh, good. We have a good. cubby for it next to the double wall oven that we have. Yeah, well, that's what we're having in our home. And uh, I just donated the microwave, uh, which was a GE. Just donated it to Spectrum Human Services because they have homes all across Michigan. They take care of like 1,700 homes, kids. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Well, that's great. Yeah. All right, Joe. Well, I just wanted to give you the update. You asked me to call in, and it's been yeah. a while. I've had a hard time getting in, but I'm in. Okay. Thanks, Tim. You. You're welcome. Okay. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Yeah. We're going to take a little pause in the action, come back with more information for you on the subject of major home appliances, and when my buddy there, Dave Kingpin Rieger uh, can do this. I'd like him to do it. Announce some of the programs that are coming up on the air here the rest of today. And uh, he listens 
like a great loyal employee. And thanks to Danielle today for being with us as well. She knows how to get the job done. If you're a homeowner or a business owner and you don't have an egress window in your basement for somebody to escape a deadly situation, you're in trouble, folks. It's mandatory in this country that you have an egress window. And if you don't and somebody perishes, somebody dies, you're in big trouble with the law. Remember, SPS, <laughs> excuse me. SPS Glass Block can install a Negress window for you. 844-482-7378. That's 844-482-7378. Well, thank you, Donald. And uh, Dave Kingpin Rieger has some information that's going to be of benefit to somebody out there. So, Dave, why don't you come on the line with us? And talk a little bit about the subject you just brought up off the air. First, Joe, you uh, asking you shall receive. You wanted some uh, schedule rundowns for the rest of the day today. Uh, coming up after your show, the truth about your future with Rick Edelman, followed by Everyday Wealth. Then uh, 10 a.m., the Inside Outside Guys. At 12 p.m., a special Inside Outside Guys by uh, brought to you by McFarland Painting. Later on today, we've got uh, MSU basketball at 4.30 for all you uh, Spartan fans in their tournament that they're playing in. But what we were talking about off the air was a recall that apparently um, the CPSC has reannounced a recall of a Generac portable generator. An unlocked, an unlocked handle can pinch consumers' fingers against the generator frame when the generator is moved posing potential finger amputation and crushing hazards. Consumers should immediately stop using this recalled portable generator unless the locking pin has been inserted to secure the handle in place before and after moving the generator and contact Generac for a free repair kit consisting of, consisting of a set of spacers to move the handle away from the frame, eliminating the pinch point. 321,160 of these have been recalled Originally back in July 2021, an additional 4,500 were sold in Canada. Generac.com is the website, the phone number, toll-free 844-242-3493. So obviously, as you were mentioning uh, during the commercial break, either nobody responded to the original recall or they've just had some more injuries that have come from this. Well, that's the way it works in the consumer ad, ad, advocacy. Uh, that's the way it works. And if they don't get enough responses, then they announce another recall. And that happens quite a bit in the industry. And I know it's not an appliance, but it sure is a help to consumers. As Generac, I believe, is the most common generator sold now this is a portable unit you're talking about correct now. this is the models um six this is the uh dr 6500 watt and the dr 8000 watt portable generators 
And I want to see here how many reports they've actually had of uh, injuries. So they have received 37 total reports of injuries, 24 resulting in finger amputations, and five in finger crushing. And these were sold nationwide everywhere from June 2013 through June 2021 for between 790 and 1480 dollars yeah yeah a lot of people buying them a lot of power outages across this country as well so we're going through that period in life and people will do what they have to do to keep electricity flowing in their home they they're very nice of you to bring that up yeah, super important for uh, all your listeners, especially with uh, the amount of people that uh, use portable generators uh, for brownouts, blackouts, yeah, and other things uh, that happen when we get bad weather here in um, here in Michigan. Yeah, yeah, and uh, Dave Rieger, longtime producer, director for Glenn Hagee's radio program, way back, not so far ago, but uh, he's a guy we miss in the industry. And uh, Dave was taught by the best. Let's put it that way. Thanks, Dave. Yeah, no problem. Um, You know, one more thing before we hit the top of the hour, something maybe for you to think about and talk about uh, at the top of the hour. Uh, So the New York Post, obviously, we just got done with Black Friday. And they had their 17 best Black Friday appliances. They wrote an article about it. And I was interested in the top four of these appliances and they were all front load washers samsung really? lg samsung samsung so out of the top 17 the top four were front load washers so i found that interesting especially with the problems that front load washers have with mold and odors Well, you know, Dave, uh, I'm not in favor of front-load washing machines. I think they've been nothing but a pain and a cost factor that's unbelievable. But that's the way it is in the appliance industry. I I, I think some of those people, if they would just tune in to the Home Appliance Show, they could learn a few things, as I love to teach. And that's my role in life. That's my role on this radio station, which I've been associated with for many, many years. I love what I do. I love the sound of people's voices. I love those text messages. And I love you guys. And you and Danielle do a great job. And you're well known in the radio circles as well as other shows involve you guys. So... Just continue doing what you're doing, Dave. Now, well, well, we're coming up to the top of the hour here. And uh, we've got another minute to go. And we're going to be here for another hour coming up in the 7 o'clock hour. All heard right here on News Talk 760. WJR Radio. And we welcome you every Sunday morning from 6 until 8 a.m. 
with the home and appliance radio program all designed some 40 years ago to help every consumer I could help when it comes to the subject of major home appliances. So our phone numbers are 800-859-0957 or 800-859-0WJR. Please join us this morning as we help many people who are listening and learning right here on the Home and Appliance Show. Let's go to Mike in Novi this morning. Good morning, Mike. Thanks for calling, and how may we help you? Good morning, sir. Morning. You hear me? Yes, sir. Okay, good morning, and uh, you're the best. You're the best, because you tell the truth. But anyway, I got this electric water heater. I installed it uh, September uh, 2008, and I've never done anything with it. And I'm just wondering, uh, should I, it's a whirlpool, should I uh, try to do that and, and try to drain it? Or I haven't had any problems, but I'm just wondering, maybe I should do that because you're supposed to every couple of years, right? No, more often than that, Mike. More often mm. than that. And if it's, I say, listen, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Uh, you know, that's an old cliche. But when that's you true. buy when when you buy a hot water heater, which has a lifespan of 7 to 12 years, that I know from the plumbing industry. But when you buy yeah. a hot water heater and you fail to begin to clean it or flush it out, in the early stages, like let's say every three or four months, then uh -huh. the minerals in the water build up in the bottom of the hot water heater. And it builds up to the point of it's got five to eight inches of buildup of material that turns to rock. And so wow. when, it when it turns to rock, if you at this point start to drain it, you basically won't see anything coming out of it because it's already formed into a rock. So you're wasting your, you're wasting your time, but you can do it if you want to just hook a drain hose up on the bottom and yep. then fill a bucket and you'll know if there's anything coming out of it, but it'll okay. probably, it'll probably be all clear, but when you start this process, you start it at the beginning of the life cycle, every three, four months, something like that. And uh, it doesn't, you don't have to drain much out of it, just a couple of buckets. And uh, it'll all come out with the minerals that are in the water. The water will be gray and ugly looking. And wow. one other thing, one other thing to give people a, a little tip. The valve on the bottom of the tank where you hook up a hose into the drain on the floor or into a bucket, yes. that valve many times will drip water because as the valve closes, a valve stem pushes against a, a clean surface and there will be minerals that will be there. And so, I mean, I know this from experience. You... uh 
you have to you okay. have to you have to buy a cap at the hardware store a cap and a washer that you would put on a garden hose fitting outside you could use right. that you could use that to, rather than spending money and labor changing the valve like I once did and uh caused me to buy a new hot water tank because the thread stripped but that's a little bit of advice for you and for anybody right. listening on the subject of a hot water tank so save your money will that, will that like if i take a shower with hot water is that uh unhealthy then or can i still take a shower and use hot water on my dishes oh or yeah is, is it yeah I mean, is it deadly? That the scientists will prove that after I'm far gone. Uh, what's in that tank is ugly. I mean, ugly. I tell people, to, you know, a lot of people brush their teeth with hot water. I tell people that's that's a mistake. Okay. Uh, I believe that. Well, if you, if you could know what I know about, I hot brush water my tank. teeth with baking soda. Okay, good for you. Good and cold you. water. Yes. Thanks for your call, Mike. All right, sir. It's a pleasure. Thank you very much. You take care. Love. You. Goodbye. Bye bye. All right, let's go to uh, line four. Carol in Cleveland, Ohio. She has a question. Good morning, Carol. Good morning, Joe. Um, I have a Maytag washer that's uh, 30 years old. Um, it's not. It's it's probably less than uh, normal use. Uh, for the last 10 years, it's just for myself. Uh-huh. But um, about five years ago, put a new belt on it, and I notice now that there's a puddle under the washer. It's not a problem because the sewer drain is right there, and it just. Uh, it's not yeah. a whole bunch of water, just a puddle. And I'm wondering, um, is, is that repairable with a machine that old, or should I, if it gets worse, just go out and get a new one? Well, I'll, I'll ask you a question. It'll tell me a lot, okay? Mm-hmm. Does the mach- did the machine have two belts underneath it? Oh, boy. I don't know. Uh, only one was replaced. All right. Well, uh, I need to know that. I need to know uh-huh. that for for your sake because Maytag made the at one time when it was Maytag and not Whirlpool, they made the best washing machine made, and that older machine should have two belts. So if you okay. get somebody, if you get somebody to help you. And uh-huh. pull the machine out a foot, tip it backwards, stick your head underneath there, make sure the machine doesn't fall on your head. But stick yeah. your head underneath there. And if you've got two belts, that machine is probably very worthwhile fixing. Okay. Now, you've got a place there in Ohio that services Cleveland as well. It's Fred's service school look them up fred's service school service school yep it has a school 30 miles away from cleveland anyways it's a great place he does service as well 
He teaches service technicians through this school, the appliance industry. Uh-huh. Now, if you have two belts, I'm going to probably f- tell you right now on the phone what, where it's leaking. Okay. If you If you pop the top up, you go to the front, pop the top up. Yeah. And, and you'll see on the left-hand side, at the 11 o'clock position, you'll, uh-huh. see a little, you'll see a little rubber tube that the vibration has worn a hole through it. And all you have to do is put a little talcum powder on that hose, shut the lid, turn it on, open it up again, and if you see the trace of water going from that little uh-huh. hose, that needs to be replaced, and that part is still available. All right. I, You know, I have the manual for this Maytag. I'm going to look through it and see if I find. So you're telling me um, test that little hose. Right. And that's replaceable. Now, if this washer has two belts, then it's worth fixing. Yes. Would that be a... Where, where's if that uh, rubber hose you're talking about is not the leak, where else would it be leaking from? Well, there's another hose coming into the side of the machine. And, uh, again, if you use the talcum powder or okay. baby powder trick, okay, it'll tell you where it's leaking. You, all you got to do is throw it on there with your hand. And uh-huh. uh, you'll see the mark where the water is leaking. Now... Do I have to run a cycle for uh, after I put the telcom on? Yeah, yeah, that's why. Run, that, run a cycle and then see what's yeah. wet. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay, I'll do that lim- uh, preliminary stuff, and uh, maybe I'll call uh, you back. Oh, please do, or email me. Okay, thanks, Joe. Oh, thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, let's go to the telephone lines right now and talk to Mike Novi. Good morning, Mike. Thanks for the phone call. We appreciate it. Hello, Mike. Now, Joe, you want to go to Ken in Southfield. Okay. Ken in Southfield. Thank you for calling, Ken. Yes, I'm here. Yes, sir. Hello. Okay. You, uh, I know we have a Bosch dishwasher, and you recommend them, but we've seen on the reviews that the new drying cycles uh, aren't working as well. People are complaining about it. Do you have any thoughts about that? Do you still recommend the Bosch over others? I do. I do for the quality of the product and long life of the product. But I also know this. We have one in our home. have had now for the last five years. It dries the dishes much better if you use the jet dry. Okay. Do you use it? Um, we, we haven't lately. Uh, I have in the past, but never seemed well, to be necessary. My wife had the same kind of complaint. Okay. And it's true of a lot of dishwashers. Without the jet dry, the dishes don't come out as dry. The jet dry coats the dishes and the glassware and so forth and gives it a better drying option. So I'm going to recommend, Ken, that 
you start using the, the jet dry and see if that doesn't solve the whole problem. Okay. All right. There was another brand uh, you recommended, too. What what was that? That, that was the, the cleaner. The uh, No, I mean on the dishwasher. Yeah, I'm talking about the dishwasher right now. Okay, okay. I'm talking about the Tang Orange Powdered Breakfast Drink. You, you, you need to buy some. You need. How old is your dishwasher? Oh, we don't really know how old that is, but it's got three or four things wrong with it. So okay. we're going we're going to replace it. No, but you had there was another brand of dishwasher that you had recommended besides Bosch, wasn't there? Not really. Uh, okay. There are other brands of dishwashers. There's a few of them. Uh, like Mealy is a dishwasher that's made in Germany, same kind of quality. But uh, I stick with that verbiage of uh, a Bosch dishwashers. Okay. Okay. Thanks for your phone call, Ken. Well, thank you. Okay. You're welcome, sir. Take care. Hey, Joe. Yes, sir. So doing some research here for that caller, uh, select models of uh, Bosch dishwashers have the extra dry option, which adds extra heat to the final rinse to enhance the drying results. And uh, what most people said on the Internet was that um, why the new Bosch dishwashers were not drying the dishes. And Bosch says that it's overcrowding is the one of the most common reasons that dishwashers, especially the Bosch ones, leave dishes wet. When cups and plates are placed too close together, there's little room for hot air to flow and sufficiently dry them. They recommend right. loading the dishes at an angle facing down so the excess water can simply run off the surface of each item during the final stages of the drying cycle. Oh, I know, I know, Dave. A lot of it has to do with the way it's loaded, you know. And I say go back to the instruction book and read that part over again because uh, – a lot of it is caused by consumers not doing it the correct way. A very good tip. All right. Now you have uh, Mike in Washington Township, line three. Good morning, Mike. Thanks for calling. And how may we help you? Uh, good morning, Dr. Joe. I listen to your show every Sunday morning. Thank you. Okay. Well, we have a double oven, and uh, my wife, she called the technician because it was not working right. The guy came over and looked at him and said, you need a new uh, motherboard. It was $600, but it was not on um, his stock. was in January. So I remember what you said about the white vinegar. So I told my yes. wife, well, let me try the stuff here. And I did. Thank you. It works perfect. Well, that's good to hear. That's good to hear. I, I don't know if you've heard me say this before, but the industry... The service technicians, and I know many of them, laugh at me for making this as a fix for a problem with the board. But the way it happens is that you have a board which contains electricity and you have electricity in the end of your fingers. So every time you touch it, you're, you're creating con uh, controversy with the board itself. So, and your fingers have oil on the end of them. So now you trap this electricity in there 
and it counteracts what the board should be doing. So that's why I say, listen, warm up a little vinegar. First of all, shut the product off, not for five minutes like the instructions books tell you. Shut off the power to the stove or an appliance and shut it off for one hour at least. Then warm up a little dish of white vinegar. Just dampen the cloth. You don't want to soak it. And then wipe off the touchpad. Then dry it with a piece of Kleenex. Wait one hour. Turn it back on. And apparently, Mike, that's what you did. And uh, that's very nice of you to call. Thank you very much for uh, everything you do. Appreciate it. Thank you, sir. Take care. Have a good day. Bye-bye. You too. All right, we're going to take a little pause in the action here. Dave Rieger is going to come back and tell you what's on the station for the rest of the day and trap you into listening to News Talk 760 WJR Radio. Well, let's go right to the telephone lines and uh, see what Debbie has to ask in Bellevue, Ohio. Good morning, Debbie. Good morning. I have a Kenmore refrigerator, eight or nine years old. The freezer's on the top, and the food on the left-hand side of the refrigerator is freezing. The food on the right-hand side of the freezer doesn't. Or, I mean, in the refrigerator. Right. Now, are you in front of it now? Yeah. Open the freezer door. Is it loaded solid with food, or is there space? Uh, it's, it's pretty full. Uh, can you see the back wall inside the freezer? Well, I had uh, almost emptied it, and it didn't do any good, so I put the food back in it. Okay. Well, I want to know if there's any snow on the back wall. It should be solid metal. With no snow on it. No, there's no snow on it. All right. Can you hear the fan running in the freezer when you push the button with your finger? What button? Well, there's a a flip switch, plastic switch, that the door hits when it closes. Oh. That's the fan switch, okay? I don't see any fan switch. Well, it's there now. The door strikes it. The, the door strikes that switch when it closes. Yeah. I don't you, I don't see any switch that the door hits. You don't? No. Now, look in the ref, in the refrigerator side. In Open the, refrigerator the door. Side? Yeah, open the refrigerator door and look for that little button or flip switch made of plastic. You find it? Nope. In the refrigerator. Right. Right. No. No. Well, uh, how old is this? Eight or nine years old. Well, it's got a switch there. Oh, you're going to have to find the switch because they all have a switch. Yeah. So when you open the door, the fan stops. 
And when you close the door, the fan comes on. You don't want the fan running when the door's open. It would be sucking in all the air out of the kitchen. Yeah. Now, that's what you're going to concentrate on. I want to know if the fan's running. If the fan's not running, you're going to have bad temperatures just like you're having. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't see any switch of any kind. Uh-huh. Well... Take it from a white-haired old guy. It's got a switch. <laughs> There's one there, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Beats me. I don't know. Well, you're too far away for me to drive over this afternoon, but it's there. Okay. <laughs> and uh, you find that switch. You. F I want to know if the fan motor is running or not. Now, you got my email? Yep. Good. I want to hear back from you now. Okay. I'll get, I'll get back to you quick enough. All right. Thank you. Thanks, Deb. All right. Now, Dave Rieger is here on the air, and he's guiding this radio program along with Danielle Mason, who are two very popular people at the radio station. They do a lot for different shows and I'm so pleased they were with me this morning. Yeah, Joe, you got a text here. Uh, the gentleman says that uh, he thanks you for your knowledge of appliances that people depend on, but he wishes you could remind people that a sink garbage disposal unit is a problem waiting for a plumber unless used responsibly. He said he learned years ago from your radio show, and this Thanksgiving Day was a great reminder of your knowledge. So what is he actually talking about that the garbage disposer can cause an issue? Well, first of all, you can't use certain things in a garbage disposer like corn husks, uh, potato peelings, eggshells. There are things which will plug up the garbage disposer, but more importantly, plug up the drain system in the house. And especially if you have a horizontal drain line underneath your sink. Especially. Now, with that said, when you buy a new garbage disposer, buy the expensive one. Because it chews up the garbage much better than a cheap one. And you want that garbage to do just that. Chew up the garbage so it is acceptable in the drain system itself. And that's what I believe he means when he says that. So uh, be smart with your garbage disposer purchase because you want it to last the 12, 15 years it should last. Well, that's what I believe the gentleman is talking about. All right. Thanks, Joe. You've got Najib from Commerce with a question on line two. Okay. Najib, thank you for calling. How may we help you? Thank you for taking my call. I, I'm I'm calling for a friend. He has a Whirlpool washing machine. He says he, he starts it, it runs for about 20 minutes, and then shuts off. It doesn't finish the cycle. How old is it? I'm not sure. A couple of years Does ago, it... I bought a condo, and I think it was in there. Uh, Does it? Does it have touchpad controls on it or buttons? No, no. It, it, uh, 
I don't know. He say he sent me a sorry to do this, but he sent me a picture of it. It's, yeah. it's just got a turn knob. It's got a just a on you know uh, on side on, and then uh, turn the knob to where you what kind of where you, what do you want delicates or whatever, and then start. And it's, okay, it's right. I guess you say it's touch knobs. Yeah, uh, and that's something that you can't use the vinegar treatment on. It's not going to do anything. But it could be a timer that you've got as a problem. And before you go spending $100 for a timer or more, you should have service come out and confirm that you've got a problem. Okay. And uh, let's put it this way. you send me an email, I'll send you a phone number that you can use for service. Okay, I will send you an email. Good. And uh, we'll go from there. Like I said, I'm doing this for a friend. And, uh, yeah, yeah, you're wanting to help somebody, and I'm all for you. Okay, thank you, and I appreciate it. I listen to you, and uh, you help a lot of people, and God bless you and your family. Thank you very much for your phone call. I appreciate it. You take care. All right. Sharon's heating and air conditioning. They've always got a special going on. Right now, it's the $59 tune-up on your furnace. That's right. It may need some work. You may need to have it checked for carbon monoxide. They do all of that for $59 tune-up. Call Sharon's at 734-425-1415. That's 734-425-1415. Yes, and good morning, and let's talk with Joe in Toledo this morning. Joe, thanks for your phone call. How may we help you? Well, my refrigerator light quit working, um, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago, and I, I replaced the bulb right away, thinking that was it, and that didn't do it. So that's why I'm calling you, Joe. Is the light uh, a regular bulb, or is it an LED light? It's a regular bulb. Okay. Well, that's good. Here's a little story for you. Lady sent me an invoice where she bought three LED bulbs. The cost of those three bulbs was $329. This is for a light bulb. (laughs) So, you know, they got you coming and going and so forth. I always do this. Number one, I take the light bulb and I go outside on the sidewalk and I rub the base one time. Okay. Then, Then I change the light bulb. Now, if the light bulb still doesn't work, I make sure the light bulb is okay. I plug it in someplace else. And, yep. I, and then I go to the light switch. When you close the door, it hits a switch, a plastic flicker switch or whatever yep. you call it. I, I, I see it. It's Yeah. Yep. yeah. It's, well, you pull the plug on the refrigerator. Take okay. a table take a table knife. That switch is made of plastic. Stick the table knife along one edge of it and that switch comes out. 
it's usually just a two-wire switch, and uh, you need a you need a new switch. Oh, it, it, so I can should be able to pick pick one of those up at an appliance store. Yes, for parts. Yeah. Parts store, okay. any parts store in the area, you'll have your switch. It, it's a it's a hot point refrigerator, so hopefully that's yeah. a common. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Okay. okay. So stick the butter knife on the up on the side of the switch to release it to get drop down. That's yeah. There's a little lip in there that you'll push, and it'll okay. pop right out of there. Oh, hey! Thanks so much for the help, Joe. You're welcome, Joe. Thanks for the phone call. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay. Now to Joe in Richmond. We go to, sir, some feedback. Good morning, Joe. Now, Stephen Temperance right now, uh, line oh. two, Joe. Okay, Stephen Temperance. And, uh, Steve, you've got Good a... morning. Morning, Thank sir. You. You've got a big problem here. Well... Potentially, I have a GE refrigerator that's new last April, um, so the service has been under warranty. Um, the ice maker quit working after it was just a few weeks old. Um, they've uh, GE has sent uh, their their local service guy. They've been here ten times. Um, wow. They've replaced the they've replaced the the uh, water valve. They replaced the whole ice maker. They've replaced the supply line twice. It's got the little heater on it. Yeah. Um, and now they uh, they say that uh, they were here uh, a week or so ago, and they're, they've ordered a new, um, I guess, a, a circuit board um, for it. Um, yeah. I have a case number from, from GE, but every time they keep saying, well, the, the uh, service guy has to, make that call if it's not fixable. So I'm just wondering what you would recommend, how far I <laughs> go with this. If, if this doesn't fix it, what might be my next step? Well, you know, the whole thing's got to be a pain in you nowhere. It is. Uh, and you you got to stay home. you got to be home. you got to accommodate the service technician. And 10 times is way too much. Yeah, it's too. been ten times. Yeah, and if it's less than a year old, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be shy about asking for a new refrigerator. Well, that's that's what I figure. Um, if this doesn't fix it, I I don't know what else. I mean, yeah, right. There's only so much they can do to fix right. it, and sounds like they've reached the limit. Well, if GE pushes back and doesn't want to do that, what would you? Just go to what the the I mean what the Better Business Bureau the, the oh that that's the all state, fine the... that's all fine and dandy but you know what I would go to your district court in Temperance yeah. and I'd fi- and I'd file a claim against GE not the store you bought it from they didn't make it no they didn't I'd, make it no I I'd, I'd file a claim against GE you know the okay. thing about filing a small claims case. They usually don't send a lawyer out. They don't hire a lawyer to go to a small claims case. They usually settle. Yep. So that's, I'd like to hear back from you, how you're going to handle this and what happens. Uh, I'll do it. I've got your email written down. So thank you very much. Thank you, Joe. Take care. Okay. You too. Bye-bye. Okay, All right, now. Joe, uh, Barbara from Washington to uh, finish it off today. 
Okay. Good morning, Barbara. Thanks Good for morning. the phone call. How may we help you? I would like to know what uh, how to clean my dishwasher with the tang. All right. I should have bought stock and tang years ago. I'd be a rich man today. But here's what you do. You go to the grocery store, get yourself a, a jar of tang orange powdered breakfast drink. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, you go to your hot water tank. Yeah. And you turn up the hot water tank so that you've got water coming out of the faucet that measures 140, 150 degrees. Okay. And if you don't do this, okay, it's not going to work as good as it should. Now, you go to the dishwasher, you turn it on. After Wait an hour, okay? After you turn up the temperature in the hot water heater, wait for an hour. And turn on the dishwasher and let it fill with water. And when you hear the spray arms, it's going to take about four or five minutes. You'll hear the spray arm. It'll be full of water. So when you hear the spray arm, shut it off, open the door gently, because there'll be some some spray effect there, and then drop 12 ounces of the Tang orange powdered breakfast drink right into the water in the bottom of the dishwasher and shut the door and start it up again and let it go through the cycle. Okay. Now, this has used, this has been used for 40 years. This has been used by millions. I want to, I want to say millions, but, you know, shy of a million. And to, people have called and told me and emailed me and so forth how good it worked how much cleaner the dishes come out of that dishwasher and how it cleans all the undissolved detergent that's on the spray impellers in the motor, which you can't see, but it cleans them perfectly. And when they're clean, they push the water harder through the spray arms. That's how it functions. It's got the perfect amount of uh, abrasiveness and acidity that and someday i'll tell you how i invented that product okay so barbara thank you very much for your phone call oh thank you you're welcome now david and danielle i want to say thank you thank you for the great job you've done this morning with a wise old white-haired man who hasn't done much of these shows alone and thanks for Donald. Play some little parts of his say-so in the show. And especially thanks to all you folks who write me or read and, and talk to me and email me and text me. And thanks to all of you because you have made the Appliance Doctor a success in this world of broadcasting. Thanks again. And I'll see you here. Next Sunday morning, same time, same station, WJR News.